Hello, and welcome back to the Medical Mindset Podcast. Today, we have your co-host, Arya Punjabi and Claire Nguyen. In today's episode, we interview Mindy Lomber, a current dentist student. We learn about her ups and downs through high school, college, and dental school. We hope you enjoy. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, of course. Hello, Mindy. Thank you for coming on here today. We appreciate your time and consideration of joining our podcast, and we're honored to have you. So today we're going to be asking you some questions about your journey into the medical field and any advice you would give to other aspiring students. And okay, I'll great. to my partner to explain more about our podcast. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, so basically, each episode we interview different people in the medical field. We document their advice for high school students and help distribute opportunities as well as information on how to start their journey early. Uh, we really thank you for coming onto this podcast and basically explaining how you got to where you are today in your dentistry journey. Okay, great. Yep. So I'll start off the questions by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what really inspired you to pursue dentistry. Well, I have been in the dental field for many years. I was an assistant for a very long time. Um, I really just started after high school. I was in a position where I started, um, I actually finished high school very early. I was 16, year old, 16 years old when I uh, graduated high school. And my mom, it's funny because I tease her about this to this day, but uh, she said, you got to have a job. And she said, even if you don't go to college, even if you don't do anything, you have to have a trade. And my school at the time was offering dental assisting. They were offering other programs. Um, the uh, program that was that was offered through my high school was called Regional Occupational Program. And it would have all, all these offerings like florist, banker, dental assistant, medical assistant. So, um, my mom was like, try, you know, you want to be a doctor, do something. So I said, okay, let me do dental assisting. Even though in my mind, it was not ideal. I wanted to be a doctor ever since I was a little kid. Um, but I was like, okay, let me do dental assisting. And in my mind, it wasn't the greatest thing. Um, in the future, you would hear me retract that statement because Dental assistants are, it's a very um, reputable job. It's just a very respectable position. And I feel that dental assistants deserve all the credit in the world. I've worked that job for a very long time. And I think that dental assistants are a very key component to the dental field, the dental industry. And they're not given enough credit. And um, every night as I went home as a dental assistant, I struggled with, am I going to stay here? What am I going to do? But all the years that I went, that I was a dental assistant, um, the, that career provided me with not only what I needed, but shelter for, you know, put a roof over my, me and my daughter's head and um, provided me for a very long time of, um, you know, um, you know, financial stability, even though I definitely needed more. So at the end, I was like, what else can I do? So I decided, you know what, if I wanted to pursue pursue this um, career further, um, there's no way um, I hit the ceiling. You know, I as a dental assistant, I was a assistant, I was a back office manager, then I was a dental office manager. I was um, in charge of um, ordering all the supplies, and then 
I was like, what else can I do? And there was no other way to pursue my career other than going to school to be the dentist. So that's what I did. Um, and that was the main thing that made me see that this was the only thing to further my career as whether, uh, as well as like further the position of taking care of my family. So that's, that's what I did. Um, but yeah, that's how it all started. I, I started as high school and, in in you know, if, if my mom wasn't the person who said, go do something. Um, so, so I still credit her to this day where she said, if you don't have a college career, if you don't have anything else to fall back on, you need to trade. And she, she pushed me to do something. And I, I did that. Um, and I, and I felt very, um, you know, frustrated along the way, because I, I really did need more, but it was a good career in the meantime, because it provided for, like I said, myself and my daughter, I was a single mom at the time. And, um, it was a good move. And I, and I really feel that your parents are, um, vital in in their support for you. And they, they're only going to tell you things that you need. And in, in, in the interim, you might feel like you don't agree. You might feel like you want to go on a different path. I think in, in the beginning, I felt like, I don't want to be a dental assistant. I'm going to be a doctor. Like, what do you mean? And I was very frustrated. I didn't want to be in any kind of quote unquote assistant, right? That made me feel like I didn't want to do that. But it was a means to an end. And it led me here to, to where I am today. It was, it was a long journey, but I, I'm here where I am because I started small. And I think people don't give enough credit to starting from, um, you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere and you build your way up. And I, I really do feel that even though my journey was long and I started college late, I, I started late. I started medical school late. I am where I am today because of that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, your journey is amazing. And like graduating high school at 16, you know, going through all of the things that you did to get to where you are today is, is amazing. Um, so I actually wanted to ask a question based uh, off of your high school. Basically, um, how did you graduate high school at 16? So it was interesting. Um, when I was a kid in elementary school, they tested me early for being quote unquote gifted. I don't know what that meant when I was a kid, but they had me do certain various, um, you know, puzzles and games and things of that nature. And I would have to solve things. And so they, um, throughout my, my educational career, I remember skipping grades. I skipped probably fifth grade. I remember skipping eighth grade. I skipped ninth grade. And um, that seems great, right? You're like, oh, I'm so smart. I'm skipping grades. Um, but the thing is, you're, you have to be ready socially. So I remember being 13 years old in high school. And it was in my mind, you know, because <laughs> to put it bluntly, I'm very full of myself sometimes. So I I think, I think I'm so great sometimes. And I go and into things and I think like, oh my goodness, I can handle this. And then, excuse my dog in the background. Um, but I get, I got to high school and I thought like, wow, I'm so young, I'm here, this is great. 
well, nobody prepared me socially, right? So everybody was driving. I was not driving. Um, everybody could get themselves to high school. Everybody could hang out. Hey, come with me after school. Come with me to lunch. I can drive you to McDonald's. Well, I wasn't part of that crowd because I was just a kid and I was 13 years old. And um, it was very difficult for me to um, socialize. However, I think it was like six months to a year and I, I, I joined various clubs. I joined stu- um, um, Black Student Union and I, and I joined a Mecha Club, which is for Hispanic students. And I joined every, every club I could think of. And that helped me. And so I think, and I think what I failed to mention is that I was raised in a very religious home and my parents did not encourage joining clubs and did not encourage joining sports. Um, they wanted me to spend a lot of my time, my time um, in religious activities and going to church activities. And instead I was a little bit rebellious and I, I, I thought to myself, how am I going to, you know, survive <laughs> in this high school environment? So I started joining school clubs and I started telling my parents, you know, oh, I have to practice this and I have to practice that. And they, they let me, and it was fine in the end. But um, I think that's the balance that you have to strike and you have to form because as, as a young person trying to survive being eight, uh, 13 years old in an, an environment where, other, where otherwise uh, people are 18, 19, 20, uh, it's difficult. And so thankfully at the time I was able to say, where could I go to, um, find friends? And I joined various clubs and I was able to survive that way. Wow. You had like, there were ups and downs in your story. That was crazy. I love how you talked about like being rebellious and going like out of the usual norm, I would say, like uh-huh. going into dentistry, doing all the clubs. And mm-hmm. then I liked how you emphasized um, being able to skip those grades because people, cons- or you were considered like gifted, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of our viewers are probably relate to that, feeling like overachiever or like feeling like they want to achieve a lot. So they go into these huge things and they don't realize that there's other aspects to it other than just education. There's like social aspects, right. there's, uh, family things. And I really Excellent. liked how you explained that. So I was wondering, like, what were the steps you took to going into the medical field? Were there any, like, extracurriculars, achievements? I know you mentioned clubs a bit. Well, um, so none of the clubs, so um, the majority of the clubs that I joined were social. None of that had to do with prepping me for the sciences. Um, so it's an interesting story. I, I was a I was the, the baby in the family. I was, I was the youngest. Um, but after... I was about 12 years old. The baby of the family was born, right? My, my younger brother was born. And it, interestingly enough, when he got old enough to go to college, um, he was the first one in my family to go to college and he ma- majored in biology. And him and I would study the MCATs together. And he, you know, this little baby in my family uh, was the one who encouraged me to go to college. And he was like, for, for one thing, I was a little bit jealous. I was like, hey, if you're going to college, I'm going to go to college. I want to be a doctor. Like, I never got the opportunity. You have to understand, by the time this little brother was at that moment, I was a single mom. I was trying to catch up, you know, trying to go back to college. Even though I finished high school early, there's a thing about, you have to realize, you know, I thought 
I had the whole world in, ahead of me. I thought I was so early. I had so much time. Guess what? You don't have time. Just use your youth for what it is. Go to college, finish. In my um, experience, I took that for granted. I thought like, man, I'm so young. I have all this time. Well, guess what? You can take that for granted and you can waste time. And don't do that. I, you know, instead, you know, I got married, I had a child and I, you know, things happened and eventually I was a single mom and I saw my little brother going to college and he was majoring biology. And so him and I was studying together and I was like really understanding everything he was studying. And he was like, so when are you going and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yeah. So I applied. And I, you know, I started in a community college and then I stayed there for one year. I eventually I transferred to um, Cal State San Bernardino, San Bernardino. And I spent uh, three years there. I got my bachelor's um, and I majored in biology. And I, uh, from there, because my, my younger brother, even though he absolutely was my, gen- my uh, inspiration, he didn't finish. He, he applied for the MCAT, but he did not um, make it into medical school. And I thought to myself, well, because I studied with him for, for the MCATs and we studied together. And I remember sitting with him, even though I was not anywhere near um, applying for anything myself, I studied with him and I, it was very interesting to me. So we studied and I thought to myself, well, if I can study with him, I can do this for the, the um, DAT. So I studied for the DAT and I, I took that and then um, eventually applied for dental school. And once I got there, it's a very interesting story. I didn't get much response. You know, I got my DAT. I applied for all these dental schools and, and we can go into it depending on how many questions you guys ask me. Um, but it, it's a very interesting story from there. I, I felt that once I applied and once I decided to go into this medical career, I, I majored in biology. Um, from that point, I thought that I can actually have a chance. And, and you know, I, I think it just speaks to the people who think that they're starting school late, um, you, it's never too late. You, go, you have to go. If you think you have a chance, just go. And, and in my case, if I didn't go, I'd kick myself. And, and if, if I look at where I am today, I'm, I'm just a couple months from graduating. Um, I would have kicked myself if I never did it. And even though I'm older than my constituents, um, I, I'm still where I am today because I gave myself a chance. Wow, that is amazing. Like you're juggling so many things. You got inspiration from your family and you were able to achieve that everything that you wanted to and you're so close to graduation. And um, something I kind of uh, wanted to ask was like, what are your plans after graduation? Um, like, do you have like jobs lined up? Do you uh, want to open your own practice? You know, things like that. So I think the dream is to, to open up your own practice, of course. Um, after graduation, I, so it's a long story, but my husband, um, 
he's been here for about seven years. He, he moved here for me. We met and he, he came over here from Georgia and um, he stayed with me this whole time. He's very supportive and um, he's been extremely supportive during these last times where I've had to take my ADEX exams. Um, so we plan to move to Georgia after the exam, after I graduate and everything. Um, but as far as job opportunities, I've had some opportunities here in Southern California. Um, in Palm Springs. These are from my days where I used to be an assistant and those same offices have offered me positions. Um, but I'd like to say that, you know, we're just open and I, I'm open to opportunities. I would like to um, see what there is in Georgia. I don't have anything solid at this point, but I don't think that that is anything to be worried about. I think that you have to trust that you have your education, you have your degree, and then you are going to um, be a productive member of society. You're going to have, you know, that job as, as, a, as a dental um, professional. And I don't think that's anything to be worried about. There's a lot of, um, um, you know, positions that are in demand. There's, there's places where you can go where dentistry is um, saturated, right? There's a lot of um, uh, places where you go and there's just so many positions that are being filled and it's usually in larger cities. Where I plan to go is probably in the mid range and I'm, I think I will be fine, I'll find something. And um, if the road leads me to staying in California, sure. I have plenty of opportunities here. I've spoken to people, previous employers, well, um, where I would have a position, but I think that I'm very, you know, that the outlook is very positive and I'm looking forward to everything. Uh, what would you say have been like the most exciting or the most challenging things during your life as a dental student? So you, you can talk to uh, your dad, right, Peter? We're, we've been in group, we've been in group two in our, in our uh, school and our group is very challenging. Our group has challenged us to do various surgeries, various procedures that a lot of schools don't provide. And I think that we're, we're blessed in that way. We're also um, fortunate and um, it's very daunting in the beginning because you're like, oh my goodness, I can never do this procedure. And your faculty looks at you and they say, you know what, here's your, um, appointment, go do it. And you go do it. And they're there with you, right? They're there with you. If you have a question, you run over to them and you say, I can't do this, or like, I need help. And they guide you. But at the same time, you're the one who does it. It's your hands that do it. And so I think that those opportunities and those things are the things that shape you, they challenge you, and they they mold you into the person that you're supposed to be. And we're, we happen to be in a group in our school where um, we are challenged. And I, at first it seems very daunting, but at the same time, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity that um, our school has provided because um, I feel that we come out with experience that a lot of students in other schools don't have. So uh, something that I'm sure a lot of our viewers want to know, um, especially in this day and age, um, it's so competitive nowadays. And 
um like basically do you feel the prestige of a college matters in the long run in terms of jobs and internships like would you say that you will get better opportunities if you go to UCLA or Harvard I'm gonna say no and can't tell you why so even it starts from undergrad right so I went to a Cal State a lot of people look at look down on Cal States and um Cal State San Bernardino provided me with one of the greatest educational opportunities I could ever describe to you. I don't know if you've experienced at Cal State, but where I went to, the mentors and the um, professors that I had, I would not be where I am today. I would not have the opportunity that I had today if those people did not tell me, go try this. They're, hey, there's this opportunity. Hey, there's a scholarship. Try this. Hey, there's this fellowship. You should apply for this. And um, I did those things. And, and here I am today, almost graduating dental school. And, and here I am going to be a doctor. And um, it's because I came from a college, an under, undergrad where um, a lot of people wouldn't give credit to that school. So I think there should not be emphasis on prestige. There should not be. It's all about you yourself personally making the, the most of your educational opportunity. I remember my mentors sitting me down and saying, you make, you make this opportunity what it is. You, you get the most out of it, what you want. And I sat there and I said, yeah, that's what I want to do. So in my undergrad, I uh, applied for a program where I would teach fellow students that was interesting. It was very intimidating because I didn't want to seem like a know-it-all, but I would I would teach fellow students. And then um, I also was granted a fellowship where I did medical research. I worked for Loma Linda University where I did cancer research and I also did um, research in the dental field. And eventually um, I put that on my resume in my, in my dental school application. So all of those things came from a Cal State University. And I think that um, people should not rely on prestige. That's not where it's at. I, yeah, especially now people are so focused on getting to like, oh, I want to go Harvard. I want to go here because they think like if they don't, there will be like less opportunities available for them. So I have a couple more questions. One of them is what advice would you give to someone going into pre-med? So as far as my advice for pre-med, like um, you, you have to know the requirements of the school you want to go to. If the school you want to go to wants um, biochem or zoology or whatever they want, right? You got to take those things, which means you can actually major in music. You can major in art. You can major in whatever you want. You just have to take those classes um, that the school wants to, to, for you to apply. So when I was an undergrad, I didn't know that. I thought, oh my gosh, I have to be hard sciences. I have to do all this, do all that. So I majored in biology. I got a BS. And um, I remember uh, putting a lot of pressure on myself, which in and of itself, it's fine. You can do that. And, and there's, no, there's no harm in ho holding yourself to a high standard. But I think that the, 
you know, also just, like I said, make the most, most of your college experience. Um, don't put so much pressure on yourself to be quote unquote, what they call a gunner, right? You're going to be the best of everybody. You're going to step on people to get ahead. You're going to, you're going to, you know, push people over. Don't do that. What I say is do what you need to do um, to be the best of you. And um, as long as you do the college requirements that that school needs you to do to get in, then do that. But at the same time, enjoy your undergrad um, and do what you want to do. I remember telling my dad, like, he, he asked me when I was a little kid, he was like, what do you want to do? And I said, I'd be, I want to be an artist. And then he was like, but how are you going to pay the bills? And he's like, you're going to be, you're going to be a doctor. And so I, yeah, I joke about that because I'm just like, well, you know, your dad kind of gets in your head, right? Oh my goodness. Why am I a doctor right now? Well, probably because I was convinced on a Freudian level uh to be a doctor so I so here I am today right here here I am a doctor but um at the same time I've never let go of that um desire to be an artist and a lot of that a lot of art goes into being a dentist and I like that I like that it's very I incorporate a lot of that um but I guess what I'm saying is don't lose sight of what you really love if you want to be a doctor, be a doctor. But if you if you want to do something else, do something else. Um, but at the same time, you can incorporate a lot of things that you love into being a doctor. So, you know, just just whatever you um, major in as far as um, undergrad, that's fine. Like, feel free. Like, explore your undergrad to the fullest extent. But if you if you plan on being a doctor, just do the do the requirements at the schools that you are planning to interview for, do those requirements that they want. Other than that, you can major in anything you want to. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, um, and like something that I notice is like, you have so much on your, your plate, you're a student, you're a mother, you know, you're doing like internships and things like that. So like, how do you manage your time and like stress? Well, you have to understand um, a lot of students who are very, a lot younger than me, they, right? Uh, when, when they have a moment or they have some, a day off, they plan on going out together. They have a lot of you know, maybe get togethers and have a lot of fun that way. And sometimes I do join them and it's, it's fun. But at the same time, just being older, I, I take a lot of solace and just being home, being quiet. I go home, I rest, I study. My, my, I have my husband and my daughter and, and we just are quiet together. We um, spend a lot of time, you know, just kind of sitting together. Everybody, so my daughter reads books my husband is working on his job and I'm sitting here next to him just studying what I do and we kind of just all work together and it's nice to have that kind of support where um, everybody is kind of content doing their own thing. I understand that other families have maybe more children or something like that where it's more involved. I happen to be in a situation where my daughter's a little bit older, she can cook for herself, she can get herself dressed, you know, and I'm fortunate that way because she takes care of herself, right? She takes her own shower, all those things. So 
I don't have to um, stress about those things, right? I get my own self ready in the morning. I, I go to school and I come home. Everybody has their breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't have to worry about those things. Um, but if you have very like younger children, like newborns or, or babies, like I, I can assume that that's a lot harder. In my case, I think that I'm fortunate that I started school a little bit later in that sense. I don't want to tell that starting school later is better. You, you should definitely start school earlier. But um, in that sense, my, you know, my family is a little bit more stable. I don't have to worry about those kind of things. All right, thank you so much. Um, so we have like eight-ish minutes left. So I'm gonna wrap up the interview here and then use mm -hmm. our remaining time for any other like questions Miari might have or any questions you have about us. Sure. So one thing I noticed was uh, you went, you ended finished high school early and then you went to college later. And I thought yeah. that was like, such a cool like turn of events. It really was. Mm -hmm. And then I know my dad also went to college pretty late. like he's in his 40s and he's got me yeah my yeah <laughs> your your dad and I are, are really in the same boat mm -hmm. was that like how you two met or so uh you know you never know who you're gonna get paired up with in dental school right you have your big and your little it's like this big sister little sister thing um so so it's always a mystery like oh how did they pair us up um Peter and I would always tease that oh they paired us up because we're old um and the thing is, it, it worked, right? We were very um, responsible. We're very mature. We're very, um, we would we would communicate very well. We would say, I'm going to be late this morning. Can you please help me with this? Or can you please cover me with that? And it was very um, professional. I love that. Um, other students have a hard, a difficult time with maybe somebody who's younger, maybe a little bit irresponsible because the person doesn't fulfill their responsibilities. But I think with, um, you know, Peter and I with being um, in our paired situation was very professional um, experience. And I, and I really gained a lot from it. And I think we helped each other in the sense where um, I brought my experience from being a dental assistant for a very long time. You know, he brought his experience from being, you know, paramedic and um, other things where we could just work together very well. And I think that um, it was a very unique relationship because a lot of people don't have that. And I think that, you know, it, it's it's different in dental school where, like I said, you can start younger, it's great. Um, but if you happen to start older, there are some benefits and, and I, I wouldn't encourage starting older, but I think that in our case, um, it worked out well. And I'm very grateful for what we had. Um, but I think that even though I, I so here's the thing. I finished high school very young. And I think there was this shroud over me where I felt like, oh my goodness, I have all the time in the world. Well, guess what? You don't. And, um, you know, you, you can't fool yourself, right? You only, you're only young one time. And so I, I feel that in my situation, um, because my daughter was born premature and I had to tend to her and make sure her medical um, situation was great. Uh, it took me a very long time to make sure she was stable before I went to school. So in that sense, I feel good about when I started school. I started school when I could, and that's fine. Um, but I think that there shouldn't be a reason why you would wait to go to school. I would encourage going to school as soon as possible and 
just it, just getting the most out of it while you can, right? When you're young, it's fun and having a lot of friends, going, you know, doing these social activities. Those are all things that are great. The difference between those um, students and myself is that I go home to my family, but they go home and they have their, um, uh, you know, roommates and they get to go out and go to dinner, all these things. And that's fun also. But I just think like, even though what I do is fun as well, because I'm very content with just coming home and hanging out and resting with my family. Um, you have to be ready for either situation. And um, I, I just feel fortunate for when I started. And now that I'm finished, I feel that it happened when it was supposed to happen. My little brother um, sometimes tells me, I, I ask him, I, well, we talk a lot about it. And I say, man, I wish I would have started school earlier. I wish I would have finished earlier. And for being a little brother, he's very wise. And he says, that was your time. If you would have started earlier, you wouldn't have finished. You, you know, that was your time. And you did this when it was your time and you finished because it was your time. And I, I love that. And when he says it to me, I think that um, it means a lot. And you have to just take it for, take your time for what it is and, and experience, you know, everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own path. And I think that um, when you, when you go through it, it's because you were supposed to. And it, let's say you get, you don't get into dental schools. Let's say you get denied a couple of times. Well, it's probably because that's your own journey and it doesn't, there's no shame in anything, right? There's no shame in starting late, starting early. There's no shame in, um, you know, not getting accepted, not getting in the interview, not getting um, the invitation. It happens when it's supposed to happen. Thank you so much, Mindy. This is honestly such an inspirational interview. I'm so grateful we had you here. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing Mindy's story on how she got into dental school and her journey along the way. As always, make sure to keep that medical mindset. <laughs>